we are all natural-born storytellers, whether you think of yourself that way or not. The stories that mold and shape our lives oftentimes become foundational parts of our growth, healing, and even generational experiences. Welcome to Awaken Your Soul Sunday, a storytelling series that share the moments of awakening, trials and tribulations, truth, and vulnerability in the words and voice of the featured storyteller. And now, a life-changing story from this week's guest. I grew up in a Christian community just south of Washington, D.C., in a town called Woodbridge, Virginia. My dad drove the Purple People Picker Upper, a 40-foot old-school bus that was converted into a church bus and painted Barney Purple. Every Sunday morning and Wednesday evening, Dad would drive the bus to pick up families, children, and elderly to bring them to church. Not only was Dad an extension of the church to keep the pulse of the community, he was also doing what he was called to do, to love on those who are in need. He was also involved as a Boy Scout leader. He was part of the community's JCs and on the PTA at our school. He was always there helping others. Being involved with the community was instilled in myself and my siblings growing up. Today, at almost 80, he is still involved helping others in need in Maryland and abroad. Loving on those in need was never an option to us, but it was a challenge. Many years ago, I was fortunate enough to take the seven-day Be Our Guest seminar sessions at Disney. One of the most powerful things that I never forgot was whenever you see someone taking a picture, ask if you can take that picture for them. You will never know when that group will ever be together again with everyone included. Usually mom, dad, grandma, grandpa is taking the picture. Look at your own family holidays. Who is typically missing? I was sent a letter after I had taken a family picture for a large group. The family's young daughter, Rebecca, was terminally ill and the whole extended family was granted a vacation from a Make-A-Wish Foundation. I just happened to be the one that saw the group together trying to get the picture of everyone smiling. I stepped in and asked if I could take the picture for them with their camera. Come to find out for the whole vacation, the picture that I took with the whole, with the whole family was the only picture they had from their vacation where everyone was included. The parents of Rebecca wrote me thanking me for stepping up and for loving on their family. I've never really heard that term before. Their daughter died weeks after the picture was taken. And in the picture, she was the one with the biggest smile. In 2015, I was living in Louisville, Kentucky, working at a food bank when I noticed a spot on my shoulder where I had a basal cell carcinoma removed two years earlier, and it was back with a vengeance. I didn't have insurance. I knew no one in the area. So I called my dad, who was on the board at his hospital for advice. Dad contacted his friend, dermatologist, Dr. Hawit, to see if he would look at it. I drove 14 hours the next day from Kentucky to Maryland to meet with Dr. Hawit. It was the first time he had seen basal cell return in the same spot. He said one in 10 people have a reoccurrence. Oh, lucky me. He needed to do a biopsy on it. He said, I had two choices, a quick biopsy or a more in-depth one at Johns Hopkins. 
He said if I was his daughter, he would send me to Johns Hopkins. I told him I would have to make payments since I didn't have the health care and I worked at a food bank. He told me no problem. I had the biopsy and then the results came back positive, which meant that I need more, more minor surgery. But I had already driven back to Kentucky. So two weeks later, I drove back to Maryland to have the surgery done. When I was getting ready to leave after the surgery, he gave me the number of his college roommate in Louisville, who was taking care of, who would be taking my case on. I thanked him. I walked out of the receptionist and she said I owed nothing, nothing, nothing at all. Not for the doctor's appointments, not for the biopsy, not for the surgery. I owed him nothing. My eyes were filled with tears and I said, how could that be so? She said, Dr. Hawik gives back to his community a couple of times each week by not charging for services when people are in need. And that my visit with his colleague in Louisville would be at no charge either. Dr. Hawit said that he learned the practice of giving back to his community from his father, who was a local pediatrician. I asked Dr. Hawit, how could I ever repay his kindness and his generosity? He said, was God had richly blessed him and that all I need to do was pay it forward. So when I got back to work at the food bank, a family came in who had just lost the wife and mother from cancer. Dad and the three little girls under six had no food, no electric, and were about to be evicted. Of course, when things couldn't get worse, it was the oldest girl's birthday that day and dad had nothing for her. Our group office of four people had oddly enough had four leftover cupcakes. From a birthday celebration that day before, we slid dad the cupcakes and some candles. We were able to get his electric turned on, fill their pantry, and purchase a doll that the little girl had asked for. The next day, I went to my church to ask for help on their behalf. The church paid dad's rent for six months, offered his children free daycare for one year, and we were able to help him find a job that would allow him to be at home at night. He asked how he could repay everyone. I told him what had happened to me and Dr. Hawit, and that God richly blessed me since that day. Dr. Huit had truly loved on me. The only thing that I asked the dad to do was to pay it for. Steve began working as a volunteer at another food bank, paying it forward and sharing his story of grace, of humility, faith, and what it felt like to be loved on. God sh showed me the power of love and what a beautiful gift it is. The term loving on me, well, I learned that from Rebecca and her family, as well as Dr. Huit. To them, I will always be grateful for the lessons they have taught me when I least expected it. My name is Cheryl, and I am Lauren's mom, and proud mom, and grateful mom. How can I not be proud? She is loving on you with these Sunday podcasts. For more information on this week's guest, visit the episode notes section on mindbizlife.com. And if you'd like to share your story with us, click on the Awaken Your Soul tab on mindbizlife.com and fill out the submission form. 
Don't forget to share this episode with a friend and be sure to give the podcast a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you tune in and turn it up. Join me on Wednesday for more Life Mastery Conversations, but until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.